the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. One of the most striking things about Christians today is an apparent laziness when it comes to knowing and living in the precepts of God as He has set before us. It's almost as if we're traveling through life half asleep, unaware of the impact we should be having on the world. Listen to today as Pastor Rander addresses this apparent lethargy. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. And Father, we do give thanks that we're here to worship you, pray to you, read your word, sing your songs, celebrate the Christ of Christmas. Thank you for this first message of a brand new year and to be able to stand here. I'm so humbled and so grateful that you left me here another year to declare your marvelous truths. I pray we write, document, be attentive, and not allow our minds to wander into areas it does not belong. Help us not to be distracted, but but get what we have come for by receiving your word in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. Well, this first Sunday of the year and a few Sundays thereafter, I'm going to preach a new series, one that I've not done before. Um, it comes, the theme scripture will be 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. Uh, it's going to be a, a number of scriptures uh, that you, I'll have you turning to. So get your Bible and notes uh, ready to receive the word of God. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to preach a series on victorious living in troubling times. Victorious living in troubling times. Welcome, my brothers and sisters, into this brand new year that the Lord has given us. We should all be thankful that God has allowed us to be here for the first Sunday worship celebration. Now that we are all here in place, the Lord has impressed upon my heart to preach a series on victorious living. Beloved, victorious living does not just happen especially in the difficult times in which we are living. Last year was a very turbulent year in America as well as around the world. Just in America, to name a few, we were engaged in even in this year in the border crisis, mass shootings last year, inflation, economic upheaval. We've seen fires and tornadoes, hurricanes and droughts, 
Last year, we, we've witnessed the glamorization of sin, gender confusion. We've seen protests. We've seen hate. We've seen murder, division, attacks on religious freedom. We're witnessing before our eyes the wars in Ukraine and Israel and so much more. It's been a turbulent year. Yet the Lord kept us. Yet the Lord blessed us in spite of troubling times. Yet the Lord crossed us over into a brand new year in spite of the troubles of this world. Isn't God good? I don't think you heard me. Isn't God good? If we're going to live victoriously in the midst of all of this, we cannot live in mediocrity. We cannot be apathetic. We cannot be stagnant. We cannot be lukewarm. We cannot be living without purpose. Instead, you need to ask yourself, how can I live above all this when I am inundated with so much negativity when I'm inundated with so much uncertainty and when I'm inundated with so much confusion. You mean, preacher, you're telling me I can live victoriously in troubling times in spite of all of this? Yes, 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 you can. I declare that you can. And I want to encourage you by reminding you of the promise found in the book of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 26, which says, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Yes, you can. In spite of the ills of our society, you don't have to live like society. God expects more of his children. And hopefully if you take the prescription that I'm going to lay out in the Holy Spirit in, in the coming Sundays, you will be equipped to live victoriously in troubling times. Beloved, I submit to you today, God wants to use you today more than ever before. And I'm here with the help of God, the spirit of God and the scriptures from God to help you do that. So the question comes, how do believers live the victorious Christian life? Some do not know. How do believers live the victorious Christian life? But number one, you cannot live victoriously until you think in victory. You cannot live victoriously until you what? Think in victory. Beloved, we are in the midst of a mental health crisis. I said again, we are in the midst of a, of a mental health crisis. People are struggling with low self-esteem, anxieties. Uh, uh, they're struggling with memories of childhood abuse. There are those in, uh, in the audience as well here, is here today. Uh, you've been traumatized in your past. You've experienced neglect, loneliness. Some of you have experienced social isolation. And that's one of, one of the things that can really take you under is loneliness and social isolation. And that, that's dangerous. God, God, God doesn't want you to be isolated. And just, you, in other words, you work from home, your husband work from home, your wife work from home, you, you order you order DoorDash, you order from H E B, 
you, you, everything, the, the doors is going ding dong. It's just a fingertip away. You go from the be- bathroom to the kitchen to the bedroom. And then you're wondering why you are mentally off. You can't even, if, you, if the husband, and I'm not saying, you, sometimes you're authorized to work at home, and, but I'm saying there's an inherent danger in just being at the house. You can't even ask your husband or your wife, how was your day? Because you've been seeing each other. <laughs> All day long. She's looking at you. You looking at her. How you going? How your day? You need to go out for a while and come back. Matter of fact, how can your spouse miss you if you're always there? And then you pick at stuff and start fighting and you create an unholy mess when you should have got out the house. We were better off when we could get dressed, ladies put on some makeup, men do what you need to do, shave or whatever. If you don't shave, trim the beard and, and drive, walk through the parking lot, go up to fourth floor, go into your office and then begin to work. And then reverse it and sit in some traffic, play some Christian music, get home and say, thank God I'm home. (laughs) Thank God I'm home. But you can't say that. All day. One, one, one hetero lane. (laughs) Or whatever you want to call the street. (laughs) One, one, one. You there day and night. Night and day. Order. Online, Amazon, and everything else I can. And then you wonder why are you having mental problems? You even get outside and sit on the porch and just wave at your neighbor. And wonder why your mind has issues. Listen, God made us, we're social creatures. We were made to interact. We were made to have fellowship with one another. We were made to commune with one another, to relate to one another. How do you witness if you stay cooped up in your cocoon? You see? So that, that is real critical. So if you're working from home, you have to ask God to give you some creativity. Is how to get out, meet some folk, take the plugs out of your ear, and, 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 and just live normally. Some of you, your lives need to be normalized to the glory of God. Won't you say amen? Amen. Many are struggling from long-term physical health issues, dementia, depression, depression, suicidal tendencies. And many of you last year, like myself, you've experienced the death of precious loved ones. Many minds are also wasting away because of drugs, alcohol, idleness, lack of motivation, and being in a habitual rut. Beloved, your mind is fearfully and wonderfully made with tremendous opportunity. You cannot live the victorious Christian life until you stimulate your mind. You have to stimulate your mind. Your mind has to be active. You have to. You can't sit in front of the television all day. You're drying up your mind. I don't understand how y'all get this stuff on Netflix and all these other flicks, and you watch one movie after another movie. You, you, you. I don't know how you can watch five movies in a row and then say, "What's wrong with me?" <laughs> Stimulate your mind. Stir up your mind. 
Minister to your mind. Let me just say it again. You did, I, write this down for heaven's sake. I want to bring some mental peace to your mind. Minister to your mind. Stir up your mind. And then allow yourself to just be still, hear God, and allow him to speak to you in this brand new year. However, you cannot live in victory until you first think in victory. Say think in victory. Say it again. Think in victory. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You will literally transform and elevate your thinking if you meditate and implement Philippians 4.8. Let that be your theme scripture. If you are going to live in victory, you must think in victory, thinking on the right things. I would like to pose a question to you. What are you thinking about and what are you meditating on? What are you thinking about? And what are you meditating on? Proverbs, chap- Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7a says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Beloved, you will live the victorious Christian life when you keep Jesus as the object of your focus and meditate on the holy scriptures to the glory of God. Number two, if you're going to live in victory this year, you cannot live the victorious Christian life unless you are intentional about being who God created you to be in the Lord. You cannot live, live the victorious Christian life unless you are intentional about being who God created you to be in the Lord. Romans 12, 2a says in the J.B. Phillips translations, Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. I like that from the J.B. Phillips translation. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. Believers must allow Christ and not the world to mold us into what he wants us to be. And refuse to allow people or this world system to shape you or to fashion you into what they want you to be. When they get through with you, you'll be a hot mess. Allow God to shape your life. Allow him to fashion your life. It is important for you to be your own person in Christ. You must also realize that you are, you are your own original. Your own original. Even your shadow belongs to you and the Lord. Nobody else can walk around and steal your shadow and say, you know, I got this shadow. Now, at the end of the day, I'm going to give you your shadow back. Huh? No, you, your shadow is your shadow. And it's going to go wherever you go. Amen? That's right. Your, your mind is your mind. Your personality is your personality. Be your own original. You can't be victorious in living trying to be Someone else you weren't created to be. Are y'all hanging on? Thirdly, to live victoriously, believers must possess the faith in Christ to take risk. Say risk. Believers must possess the faith in Christ to take risk. There's a wonderful scripture found in Matthew chapter 14, verses 26 through 23. 
Matthew 14, 26 through 23, it says, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, oh, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, with all that wind blowing and the waves lashing against the boat, Lord, we've been on that sea. If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. <laughs> Verse 29, he said, he didn't say, oh, Peter, be careful now. It's, it's windy out here. Uh, the, 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 waves are, the waves are terrible and out here. He didn't say, now watch it now, watch it now. Be careful. We got. He, didn't, he didn't say all that. He just said, come. Come. He didn't, add, he didn't add nothing to it. Didn't take nothing from it. He just said, come. And with all that water, with, with all that wind, in the midst of a storm, the creator of the universe, God in human flesh, doesn't dialogue with Peter at that time. He just says, come. See, some of y'all talk too much. Y'all gotta, you just got to tell everything. Oh, you just got to go all over the place. But some, some, be a person of few words. Yeah, and have substance in those words. When you're speaking substantively, uh, it, 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 your words are few. If you don't know what you're talking about, your words are many. <laughs> now God just threw that in for whatever it's worth. <laughs> so Peter got out of, can you see him getting out that boat? And walked, let me underline that, walked on the water and came to Jesus, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him. Matter of fact, when you're in trouble, it's good to know who to call on. <laughs> I give Peter some credit. Out there on that water, he knew who to call on. Some folk call on psychics and other stuff, but he called in the name of Jesus. When you in trouble, call on Dr. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him. They were stunned. And they worship him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Many believers cannot excel. Many believers cannot reach their God-given potential. Or get to the pinnacle of their career or ministry because of the fear of taking risk. Peter took a risk when he stepped out of that boat, leaving the other 11 watching him step out. I wonder if you were there. Would you have stepped out? Beloved, without faith in Christ, you will struggle to take risk. Some of you cannot move. Listen to me closely. Some of you cannot move forward until you figure out the safest way to do things. You can't move. You got to figure it out. 
In other words, you create your own checklist. And if everything falls into place according to your plans and all the potential risks are resolved, then you yield and do what the Lord has placed in your heart to do. You go by your checklist. If it don't add up, you're not taking that risk. Be mindful. You can actually fail being too safe. I want you to get that. You don't need to write that down. Don't let it get by you. You, 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 you can actually fail being too safe. In this passage, Jesus comes walking on the water toward the disciples in the fourth watch of the night, which is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. And when the disciples saw him, they were startled. They were frightened. They were terrified because they felt they were seeing a ghost. But Jesus calmed their fears by saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. I'm God. I'm the God of the wind, the waves, the ocean. I created it all. Peter responds by saying, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you. And he says, come, come. But Peter took his eyes off Jesus, began to sink, and cried out to Jesus. When Peter and Jesus got back into the boat, the wind ceased. And the disciples were astonished and in worship said, truly, you are the son of God. Now be mindful, Peter had little faith, but the other disciples who did not get out of the boat had no faith. Beloved, it is possible for you to fail and not reach your God-given potential because you're just too safe. I'm not saying that you have to take foolish risks. No, I didn't say be a fool in your risk. But I am saying we should take spirit-led risk. Say spirit-led risk. And trust God to work things out on our behalf, even when it doesn't make sense. This is called confident faith in Christ. Spirit-led risk. God will often lead you into some strange ways. He'll request some some things that just doesn't make sense. But follow him. You'll understand it after a while. Number four, do not expect God to do great things through you while possessing a spirit of hate. Do not not expect God. You want to be victoriously? You got to get a whole lot of stuff cleaned up in your heart. Do not expect God to do great things through you while possessing a spirit of hate. First John 4.20 says, if anyone says, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. You say, I love God. God, because how can you say you love me? You've never seen me. But then your brother is right there and you won't even speak to him. You're mad at him. Got rocks in your jaws from 1942. First John 3.15 also says, anyone who hates one another, one another, brother or sister, is really a murderer at heart. Those who hate like that is really a murderer. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life 
within them. You have, a, you have murder and hate in your heart. You don't have the life of God living in your soul. That way, this is strong language written by the beloved apostle John in his old age. And some of y'all just as mad at folk who hurt you now as you were 20 years ago. Beloved God, listen to this, listen to this. God is the personification of love. And if you want to know what love looked like, look at God. In these verses, God strongly warns believers not to hate because it gives evidence that they are not even saved. Why does, why does God speak so strongly against hate? Hate. Why does God talk so strongly about hate? Let me give you a few. First of all, hate is rebellion against God. You are rebelling against God when you hate. Secondly, hate breaks your relationship with God. Breaks your relationship with God. It leads to separation from Christ. Hate leads to separation from Christ, separation from your family, separation from the church, and separation from your friends. You leave your family because you hate that man who left you with the children or made all those promises and you can't find him, got you pregnant and won't even pay child support and you hate him. Well, you wouldn't be in that predicament had you listened to the Lord. It got quiet then, didn't it? (laughs) Hate breaks your relationship with God. It leads to separation from Christ, your family, church, and friends. You know what hate does? Believers do not emulate Christ's when they hate. You don't look like Christ when you hate. You look nothing like Christ when you hate. You don't emulate Christ. Can people see Christ in you? Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.